What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Against All Odds podcast. I'm here with Elvis. Elvis, welcome. Hey, thank you, Marty. Thank you. Of course. So we'll roll the intro and then we'll get started. All right, Elvis, do you want to give me your full name, your position, and where you're born? Okay, so my full name is Elvis Tichi Amo. And then I was born in Italy. In, 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 in Italy. Italy. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were born in Ghana. I know. That's that's shocking to everybody. But I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Where in Italy? So I was born in Vicenza. It's a place called Vicenza. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And and how long did you live there before? Yeah, I didn't live there for long. Um, my parents relocated back to Ghana. So um I went to Ghana. And why were they in Italy? Um, you know, it's life. You know, they they just went to, you know, seek greener pastures and stuff. So and then we came in and then they had to just bring us back home and then go back there and work. So uh-huh. that is how it worked. Not just me, me and all my siblings, except for my bigger sister who was born back home. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That threw me off. I did not know. Yeah, nobody knows that. <laughs> That's funny. Nobody Do you have any that. memories at all of Italy or? Not really. I'm, I'm still yet to go back there because it's been uh, a while. Right. Yeah. Italy is sick. It's, it's like cool. one of my favorite countries I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. You went there we, 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 I went there back in like 2016. Oh, I was like when I was playing in Germany. Mm. And then um, before I came back here to the U.S. to play for Orange County, I just did like a little vacation with my family. But mm. like I had no idea I was going to even like mm. go come here back to the U.S. to play. Mm. So then I only was with my family for like two or three days and then I had to go on trial. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was it was really cool. I really yeah, liked I it. Heard, I heard it's a nice place. Huh? It, yeah, it's not bad. Um, but how was your like youth in Ghana and Accra, because you lived in Accra, right? Yeah, I lived. I lived in Kumasi very young, and then I moved to Accra, and then um, later on, some years back, I moved back to Kumasi again, and then mm. came back to Accra. So it was kind of like a back and forth um, between Kumasi and Accra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was it fun? Did you enjoy it? Like, how's your family and everything? Yeah, um, it was good. Like when we when I first went back to Ghana, my grandmother was taking care of us because she she was back home whilst my parents were like outside working and stuff so she mm-hmm. was living in kumasi so almost me and all my siblings we were living in kumasi until my parents decided to just move from the from italy and come back home so when they came back home we lived for kumasi we lived in kumasi for like uh, maybe a year or two and then we moved to accra so i lived most of my life in accra mm-hmm. yeah okay and did you just play like football from an early age yeah for real like um in kumasi we were like just we would just play on the streets mm-hmm. you know i wasn't joined to like a team or stuff like that but eventually before we moved to Accra, i started you know i started to rec- recognize that hey i have to join the team because when i join a team i have the chance to play with like people that are better and not mm-hmm. just playing at home and stuff so I joined a team called Ora. It was called Ora. It was just like a neighborhood, you know, team. Mm-hmm. And then we just started playing, playing until we moved to Accra. Okay. And how old were you when you moved to Accra? Uh, I was, I was like seven years. Okay. Seven years old. Yeah. Okay. And then, so when you were just playing, like it, there was no, like, did you have training or drills, or was it just literally just play pickup? No, no drills, bro. <laughs> it was more like you know, like friends. So yeah. we just set up like two goals in the street. You know, we just play after school till mommy says, Hey, it's time to go home, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It wasn't like really organized Yeah. until later on when I was about to leave, you know, 
to go to Accra. That was when I started I started joining a team that was a little bit organized. Mm-hmm. Not too organized, but, you know, they had a few cones where we would just run and play other, you know, areas and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't too organized in the beginning. And at that age, did you want to become a professional footballer? Yeah, from the onset. Like, right when I started playing, I, I just had it in mind that I want to be a pro. I want to be mm-hmm. a pro. I want to be a pro. Who was your, like, idol when you were that age? Uh, at that age, to be honest, I didn't really have anybody in mind. It was like, I would just go with the flow. Like, let's say there's a Champions League final. Mm-hmm. And then there's this man. He was a teacher. He would just gather all the guys who wants to watch the game. He only had the, like, the, the TV around that area to be able to watch the game. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like just going with the flow. I didn't really have an like somebody that was looking up to at that age, actually. I was like, oh, I want to be in the Champions League. Oh, yeah. it's nice. It's a nice atmosphere. I want to be there, you know. Okay, gotcha. Because I didn't know much players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like, I was very similar to that. I had no idea about European <laughs> football. It was just for me, it was the MLS. That's all I like knew about. Yeah. It's funny. It's just like, you're so like in your own world as yeah. a kid, you know? You don't even know anything. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, um, did you, did your like siblings, did you, do you have siblings? Yeah, I do have siblings. Um, one plays, one doesn't play. He's, 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 uh, he works. And then I have a, I have two sisters. So I have two mm-hmm. brothers and two sisters. Are they all living in, in Accra right now? Um, no. So my two sisters, one is in the U.S. here, mm-hmm. uh, one is in the U.K., and then my two brothers, one is playing in, um, in Zambia, back in Africa, and then one is also here. Okay. Yeah. Wow, your family's all spread out, huh? Yeah, do you, do you get Do you get, like, <laughs> uh, reunions where everybody comes back to, like, one point? Yeah, so we try as much as possible due to schedules and stuff, but mm-hmm. the recent one that we were able to meet was at my brother's wedding back home. So okay. Everybody was kind of like came from different places and we all met back home. It was nice. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. That's that's you guys are literally spread across the yeah. entire globe. <laughs> if you only had like a sibling that was in like Asia, then you'd yeah. have like all everything. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. But that's it. I always find because like you know my family's spread out in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But then we were pretty far. Like I'm on the East Coast. They're on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I have some Mimi's families in California. So we're kind of like all four corners of the of the United States. Yeah. But um, I always find like when you do get all together it's so much fun yeah because it's yeah. like it's just like you have you just feel you're so isolated from them then when you get back it's just like the best for like a weekend whatever it is yeah you just cherish the moment you mm-hmm. know it makes you more like be grateful to, to you know to see family mm-hmm. yeah and so your brother's playing professionally in, in zambia you yeah say? yeah he plays professionally in zambia okay. wow that's cool yeah did you uh train with him a lot yeah we played together all the time you know he would he would help me out and stuff mm-hmm. with training i also try as much as possible but we know we just grew up playing mm-hmm. together so mm-hmm. how many hours a day do you think you played oh so technically like when i was in like primary school so you you go to school like let's say like 7 8 a.m mm-hmm. and you play in school a little bit you know but you not really play play at school so when you get back home you just undress eat something and then you're off till till it, the night mm-hmm. you know till the till, till it's dark yeah, yeah. <laughs> we play till it's dark so maybe like three or four hours we just be on the on the street just playing 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's awesome i yeah. mean that's the one thing that kind of sucked in america is like i mean you have all these great fields and all these like your mm-hmm. great stuff but like a lot of the neighborhoods a lot of mm-hmm. the kids like are playing basketball or mm-hmm. baseball or whatever yeah. so it was fun like i had so much fun but it was like it was never just soccer it was football soccer basketball baseball like yeah, it just it was, was everything it's a lot it's a lot of sports but back home is 
the normal thing that we all do is just play soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so when you moved to Accra, did you, you said you started joining more of a, a formal team? Yeah. How, yeah. And was this like, like an academy or, or what was it? Yeah, it was an academy. It was like a area academy. Mm-hmm. In Ghana, we call, we call it coast, coast football. That is what it's called. So U, U12, U15, and U17. So mm-hmm. in my area, there was one called uh, Freedom Stars. Mm-hmm. It was like, like a 10 minutes, you know, walk from my house mm-hmm. so that was when it all really started um that was when i joined like a real team team where they could you know organize stuff like training wise fitness wise game wise mm-hmm. stuff that is where it all it all started and before that i actually started doing those things in school actually too before i actually joined you know the mm-hmm. team because my school was very um passionate about like grooming young you know young kids playing against other schools and stuff so that's good yeah and so even before like seven years old you're like learning like you're training in a team environment like starting to learn like more yeah. of like the professionalism of the sport yeah it was it was i think was it around it was around like let's say 10 10 mm-hmm. around 10 11 that was when like i really you know felt that kind of professionalism where like you train with cones you train like you know being managed by the coach mm-hmm. or you play here you play here tries you in different positions and stuff like that so did you always kind of like tend to be a, more of a striker no chance yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> no chance yeah i remember at some point back in kumasi there was a time where my my teacher he put me in the goal because <laughs> there was nobody who put me in the goal to be the goalie, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, growing up, I always had that, you know, form of an attacking midfielder mm-hmm. within me. Yeah. Until until I've been changed so many times back to defense and then ended up as a striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you think that, like you kind of like really solidified as a striker? Um, I think I really solidified as a striker somewhere around when I was somewhere around 2012, 2011, around that time. Okay. Where, like, I really started to. Were you like 20 at that point? Yeah, I was around. That's pretty old. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, there was this, um, there was this coach. His name is Coach William. Um, he was the coach for First Capital, you know, plus United back in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So he, he and then one other coach called Coach um, Opele Boateng. So they kind of solidified me to be a striker because I, I always had been like an attacking mid. Mm-hmm. And so there was a time where they were trying me in different positions and they realized that, hey, the guy is good. He can play forward. He can hold up. He's skillful. So mm-hmm. let's, put it up, let's put him up there. And then it worked. So ever since that time, every coach that I, I fell into, every coach mm-hmm. that coached me always placed me in, in their gotcha. striking position. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times too, it's like you kind of get put there by one coach, you do well, and then another team will see you playing striker and they're like, oh yeah, we want to yeah. have you at striker. Yeah. It's like I, I almost like like even for me, I was a, a winger in college. Mm. And then I played kind of reluctantly, played fullback because some mm. coaches like, Oh yeah, you'd be a good good fullback. <laughs> and then my whole career has just been fullback, fullback, fullback <laughs> since then. But I like it, but it's just funny. Yeah. How it kind of works that way. You kind of get you kind of get pushed into the position that coaches see yeah. that you are versus like what you always want, even though, you know, kind of end up really enjoying whatever you play. Yeah. Yeah. 
most of the times where we start, like we normally do not end there. Yeah. It's yeah. only like, like a few people that will start as strikers and then end up as strikers through their entire career. Mm-hmm. Mostly like you start somewhere and then you end up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good because yeah. I think you learn different parts of the game too. Yeah. It's like if you're learning the attacking mid, then you know like the runs that strikers make that you can play them in. Yeah. And you start yeah. learning different positions, learning different parts of the field. It's just you learn and pick up different techniques. It's good. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. It makes you more dynamic too. Because mm-hmm. even for me, like playing winger a lot, like I knew what I wanted from my fullback. Like mm-hmm. when I was tucked in, I wanted him wide. When mm-hmm. he's when I'm wide, I want him inside. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not mm-hmm. crowding me when I'm going one v one sometimes. So yeah. So now you kind of learn. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Now I'm just like the best fullback with Prince. You know, always help him out. That's yeah. why he's doing so well. Yeah. It's because of me. So. <laughs> I know. That's why he's doing so well. I mean, you guys have a good partnership. So it's all about understanding each other. So mm-hmm. if you guys have it, you know, you guys are gonna blow up. Yeah. It's just, he just gets all the credit. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get much credit. I know, right? <laughs> um, so then, so you're in Accra. You're you're training. You're, you're with some youth teams, and and really, mm-hmm. how often do you train with those teams? So. We usually do like um, maybe like four days a week and then play games on Saturdays. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So you you go to school, you come back from school, you you change, you eat, you just go to the field, Mm -hmm. train, get back home around like when it's dark. That's how we use it, when it's always dark. So we do that like three or four times in a week and Mm -hmm. then you play games on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was really fun. And then in the really off fun. days where you didn't have team training, were you just playing with your friends? Yeah, but to be honest, we didn't really have like off days, off mm-hmm. days. Yeah, we just train as as the weather goes and stuff. Because okay. sometimes when it rains, it's really bad. We cannot really train. So mm-hmm. yeah, how were like the facilities at this like place? Yeah, they were, to be honest, like I sit back now, like even though it was not the best, I go, I I went back home last year. And then I went to where I started, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it looked like, wow, I enjoyed it so much back then. And mm-hmm. looking at it now, it's like, wow, but <laughs> it was not that bad, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We didn't, obviously, we didn't have a locker room or mm-hmm. anything like that. But it was like a school where, like, you know, schools don't, you know, operate on weekends. Mm-hmm. So when they close is when we train during the week. And then on the weekends, there's nobody in the school. So, like, the, the, um, the, classrooms are turned into like going co-op locker rooms mm-hmm. and stuff so it gotcha. was fun yeah it was fun okay and then at this point like as you're improving like around your teenage years did you play for it was the freedom what was it called freedom fc freedom, freedom fc yeah freedom, freedom fc were you with the freedom stars like the entire time this from like 11 to 18 or no so what happened was um so i was with freedom stars until i um I went to junior high school mm-hmm. and then I moved to another team. It was th- that team was more like more um like a league ahead of us. Okay. They were doing pretty well. So I moved to that team. It was called Manchester. It's not too far away um from where I used to live to as well. So I moved to that place and then when I went to high school, I played in high school soccer a little bit. I kind of dipped in high school a little bit, mm-hmm. stopped playing for like a year or two. And then, really, yeah, because um, when I I went to high school, like senior high school, the people that really knew me in, you know, back home, they were like, oh, he's a good player and stuff. But, you know, in high school, he had seniors and, you know, mm-hmm. the coaches had 
their own perspective. So I wasn't really playing, playing. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of chill. I, I wasn't part of the school team for a while until later on where they realized that I could play and that they added me. Even that, I didn't really play that much mm. until I came back out of high school. That was when I really, you know, started coming out because other coaches recognized me, you know, in the professional level, in the professional way, other than the school, the school mm -hmm. department and stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. That's funny. I, 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 uh, I there's not many people who take a year off like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a year off. I felt I wasn't like being included. I wasn't playing. Mm -hmm. You know, the coach did not select me. I mean, I would go for trial and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, he, he had his own, you know, preferences. So mm -hmm. if you are not selected, if you are not part of the team, you can't play. So mm -hmm. it was like, and you are in school. It's not like here, the school is like, uh, I mean, it was basically like college. You travel, you leave from home. You're not home. So you you travel like maybe eastern region of Ghana, western region of Ghana. So you're in school. It's like a boarding facility. Mm -hmm. So if you're not playing, you know, you might as well just do something else, just chill mm -hmm. until you get the chance to play. Did you yeah. play pickup at that time? or did Yeah, you? yeah. I, okay. I would do like, you know, the house games yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. That's that's funny. I mean, that's what's hard about that. Like even in America for like high schools and stuff, yeah. it's not like a club team where if, if the coach doesn't rate you or if he doesn't select you for the team, you just you can't just go to a different team, you know? No. Like if you're with the school, you're with that school. You can't go anywhere. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, yeah. I felt that like there's good players in high school that I'm like, you know, I don't, for whatever reason, he's just not in favor with the coach. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it's tough. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Like a lot of players sometimes, if, as soon as they get that first adversity, that first coach that doesn't rate them, mm. then they quit or stop. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's good to just, you know, just realize that and have that belief that you're a good player and to keep on just. Yeah. Just keep working. Mm -hmm. and hopefully some other coach will recognize you and then give you the chance. Mm -hmm. And then how did you get your first professional opportunity? Yeah. My, yeah. So I was playing in a, in a team called, um, First Capital Plus. It was a division two after high school. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you finished high school so I, then. I finished high school. So in division two, um, the, this coach, there's this friend of mine that we used to, after high school, I was just like, I was not on the team. So we mm -hmm. were just playing around church games, area games and stuff. So one guy saw me and he was like, hey, there's a trial going on somewhere. You want to go? You want to join? I was like, sure, you can go try out mm -hmm. see what happens. So he, he invited me. So I went with him and then we went for the trial and the coach, his name is Isaac Opele and He saw me, he was like, Hey, um, how old are you? Where did you do play? And I was like, Oh, I just got, I just graduated from high school. And he was like, okay, um, we think you're good. You'll be, you can be part of our team. So that was when it actually started. So that was when I really, really joined my first, like, let's say quote unquote professional, like mm -hmm. team. It was called, um, first capital plus. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so when you graduated high school, like, what was your plan? Did you did you have like a career path, or were you still set on like I'm going to be a professional footballer? Yeah, for real. So after high school, you know, um, obviously my parents want me to go to school. They want me to, you know, mm -hmm. continue with you know university and college and stuff. So I stayed home for like a year. I was trying to get go, you know, go pro and stuff. It wasn't working, so I got enrolled in school because. Mm -hmm. <laughs> If it's not working, then you have to start, you know, something. So I started schooling in, in um, Accra Polytechnic. Mm -hmm. So whilst I was, in, I was in school, I was still playing around until that, you know, trial came where I went. So even when I got signed with them, I was still in school. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was still in school and 
combining both. It was not easy. It was, it was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the schooling system in Ghana was not designed well enough to be able to combine that one and professional. Mm-hmm. Like the design was not that great. Yeah. You would have to sacrifice one at some point. And so I was able to do it for like two or three years until, you know, the time came where I had to just let it go. Mm-hmm. Two or three <laughs> yeah. years is a good amount of time though. So did you not get a degree then from No, that? so I, the funny thing is I had the chance to, you know, get my degree because mm-hmm. I had only one year left. And I had a few, you know, courses that I had to finish. So within that year, the biggest club, I, I say the biggest club in Ghana, of course, because there are two, you know, big clubs in Ghana. One, mm. one is called House of Folk and one is called Kotoko. But because I played for Kotoko, I think it's the biggest club in Ghana. Mm-hmm. They are push- <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, anybody watching is going to argue uh-huh. if they are Phobia fans, right? So I got a, the opportunity to sign for them mm-hmm. whilst I was in my third year. Mm-hmm. So I had to make that make that decision. Do I take that chance or graduate? And the system was not designed for me to do both. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to pick, you know, to play professional and, and sign for the big club and then see what happens. You know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't graduate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still yet to go back and, me too, and me finish. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Is still it? yet to go back and, and grab that degree, but we'll see. It's tough. It's t- I mean, uh, being a student is full time pretty much. Yeah. And then being a, obviously a professional footballer is yeah. full time. Yeah. So like to balance that anywhere, I mean, at one point, one's going to have to give. And it's hard because, I mean, there's a lot of players like I was there, too, where you're kind of going through this. And when you're 21 years old around there, yeah. you're like, I can see both ways. It's like, mm-hmm. which one do you go? But I think most guys that love football, you're like, OK, well, this is my shot this is my one chance, yeah. you know? Um, and I even having Connor, I had Connor on the podcast last and he Yo, was talking about guy, the same thing. That guy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you and Connor got a little beef going on. I know. Right. Oh, he's a, he's a great guy. He's just, <laughs> he's just mad that I was standing be- I mean, behind him when he got injured. You know? <laughs> okay, he's so. attributed that to me that I got him injured. I got him, but no, yeah, I, I would never get him injured. That, he know? said that was uh, like the worst part, like worst moment of his career when he got injured. He said that you fouled him. You said that you went through his knee. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I don't know what actually happened. It's it just like happened in a flash, mm-hmm. and I found myself like standing behind him, and I could see him in pain. So I was like, "Oh damn!" Mm-hmm. Did you, you step know? on him when he was down there too? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I was in shock at that moment because yeah. you could see he was in pain." So I just went towards him and I said, "Hey, sorry, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, I didn't mean to, you know." Did you listen to that it. his podcast of that part where yeah, he was talking I, about I, I listened to that that part. <laughs> you know, Connor Connor is a good guy. We just have that you know vibe and just yeah, just to create that you know fun you know thing in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I love it in the locker room because <laughs> both of you are always at each other trying to get each other fined. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Today yeah, you got fined. I know for real. Connor got fined like a, a couple days ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, it's, it's just to create that you know. Happy, fun environment mm-hmm. in the locker room. You know? mm-hmm. It's I good. Think. It's, it's yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, screw Connor. I don't want to talk about Connor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so you signed with this Division Two team yeah. first. First. And this, you're balancing school and football. Yeah. Um, did you train like every single, like, is this team, would you consider like a semi pro team, fully professional team? Were you training five days a week and games on the weekend? Like, it was the season 10 months. Yeah. So it was, I, w- I would say it was considered as like, say, in America, the the chain of soccer is MLS, USL Championship, 
USL League One and USL League Two. Mm-hmm. Right. So in Ghana we have the Premier League, the Division One, and then the Division Two. Mm-hmm. So maybe I would say I was in the USL League One. Gotcha. So considering that maybe it's like a full time professional, mm-hmm. I, I I would say. So we would train like from Monday to Friday and play games on Saturdays mm-hmm. or Sundays, depending on which, when the schedule is. Sometimes even Wednesday games, depending mm-hmm. on how the schedule is. So it was full time. Yeah. And I was trying to, you know, balance. The good thing that helped me was um, we trained at night, not at night, but like towards like four o'clock, three mm-hmm. o'clock mm-hmm. around that time, mostly. So I'd go to school like in the morning, like around six, six thirty. Um, try to finish class as much as, as early as possible even if the lecturer is there I'll probably leave mm-hmm. to be able to get to training on time and then train and then go back home so that was my life for like two years <laughs> so literally <laughs> you're leaving from years. six o'clock in the morning and you, you'd get home probably at like eight yeah eight yeah, o'clock at night eight o'clock at night yeah and you'd just probably have dinner go to right. maybe do a little bit of homework and then repeat that's it so yeah yeah, it was it was it was really tough. It was mm-hmm. a tough moment for me. Yeah, for real. And then, um, what was the second division team called? It was called uh, First Capital Plus. First Capital Plus. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you were with, with them for two years. For two and a half years. Two and a half years. And then, that was when after that last season, I really did great that last season. And then, I got approached um, by the that club. Yeah. Kokoto. Kotoko. Yeah, it's called Kotoko. Kotoko. Yeah, Kotoko. Yeah. Kotoko. Yeah. And Kotoko is, you said, the biggest team. Yeah, it is the biggest team in Ghana. In Ghana. I don't care what anybody thinks. I think I've <laughs> seen, do they play in like a huge stadium? Yeah. It's play like, like 40,000 people or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they play in the national, like the national stadium. Mm. Yeah. I think when I, I was talking, I think when I was talking about Panin Boyake, um, oh. he's from, he's from Ghana. Okay. And he was telling me about that, that stadium. It's because it's like a, it's like a lot of big events and games. Around yeah. There, yeah. Right? Yeah. It hosts like mm-hmm. a lot of national games and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's good. Was it fun yeah. to play in there? Yeah, it was, it was tough. And I always say it was a big learning phase, you know, mm-hmm. for me in my career because coming from a second division club to like a, you know, a big club like Kumasi Asante Kotoko. It's, it's huge. It never mm-hmm. like it doesn't really happen often. So when I went there, it was like a fresh. I was like a rookie. To yeah, me. yeah. It's like a rookie to me because playing in second division. I mean, it's pro, but you don't get that much of pressure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like playing for a team in the Premier League. Yeah. So it was a big learning phase for me. So many ups and downs, but it was it was really good for me. I'm glad I I chose that path. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome, and 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 so you said you got scouted from your because you had a really good last season with Capital yeah, um, yeah. Plus, and so they saw you and did they approached you to like yeah come so there? they they saw me, um they saw a video of me playing mm-hmm. and then um the coach that I knew the coach, the assistant coach, you know he he saw my video and then mm-hmm. he showed it to the team and they were like oh wow this kid is pretty good so gotcha. we should bring him in for a trial okay actually it was a trial uh-huh. bring him in for a trial we see him if he's good you know we can give him a contract how long was your trial for oh uh, my trial i would say it was just for you know maybe like two months i think okay wow yeah it's a long it was, time it was a long time because the time i went for the trial they were in 
they were in preseason, but they were also in the tournament. So it was kind of like a lot of travels for them here mm-hmm. and there. So I would go, come back, go back, go, come back again with them. Yeah, but I always say that that contract that I had with Protocol was like, it was like God-given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like God-given, to be honest. Yeah, because uh, religion's a really big part of your life. I mean, I get into training sometimes. We got the uh, gospel music playing on the TV. So, yeah. I mean, it's how has that ha- helped your career? I would say, like, without without God, I don't think my career would be where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the onset, everything that has happened in my career, the good, the bad, you know, the ugly, they've all been as a result of uh, my faith. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, I always agree to the fact that God has been the reason why I'm where I am. Mm-hmm. And I cannot say anything aside. He has been my helper, like, in times of trouble, injuries, ups and downs. I remember there was a time that I was not playing in Kotoko at all. Like, I was not even in the 18. I was stuck home training by myself sometimes and stuff. And it was a really difficult moment for me. And then... For some reason, I got the chance to start a game because there was a new coach and he saw me. He was like, oh, this guy is good. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then right when I was about to get into the rhythm, you know, I twisted my ankle so bad. So in those moments, that was when I really found faith that, mm-hmm. you know, in like family will be there, you know, they will support you and stuff. But, you know, you find that peace and joy anytime you talk to God and then you see that he has a plan and a perfect plan for you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's huge because like you said, like I always say that your professional career is a roller coaster of emotions of highs, yeah. like the best highs in the world, but really, really low lows. Yeah. And it's really important to find stuff that can help you in those low lows. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, you know, family is there as well and friends, but like whatever you can find to give you that inner strength to push through those lows mm-hmm. is, is, huge because so many players stop at at a low and they never actually experience the highs you know yeah so that's great that's really good and so you had this opportunity you went on trial were you nervous with kotoko yeah like do you were you think because you went from basically a a third tier team now going in on trial with the biggest team in 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 ghana yeah like that's a huge jump yeah it was it was really tough like not like i was afraid but you know it was like do I make it? Mm-hmm. What is it? What if I, I don't make it? You know, I, 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 I left school for this. Do I, do I make it or not? So those are the things that was happening. But my first time I got there, they were training. Um, they were training for a game, I think, because they had a game that weekend. So when I got there, you know, I warmed up with them. But then, you know, you know how it works when a coach is preparing for a game. Yeah. That you he would not you know bring a trialist in to just you know to play or analyze a you know a trialist mm-hmm. during those moments. So I got there and then he was like, "This like oh that's the Elvis we're talking about." It's like oh, let him wait because I have to you know prepare this team for you know mm-hmm. the 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 weekend. So I was after warm up, I had to wait for like let's say forty five minutes because <laughs> you know they were doing tactics. Yeah, yeah. you go here, you go there with the stuff. first team. Who's with playing. the first team, you yeah. know. And so after the tactics, he was like, okay, we will just play for, let's say, 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. just to see how the tactics work. And so they played for 10 minutes and I only had like five minutes to, to, to just play. Mm-hmm. So 
he took one player and he said, okay, you go in. Let's see, you know. So my first, like, five minutes, my first touch was good. Like, my runs was good. And after the training, he was like, wow, where, where did you play? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was just playing in the second division team. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're a very good potential. We'll see. Um, we'll give you more trainings, more times, and we'll see what's going to happen. And so he said they will be traveling, so I might have to go back and come back. Mm-hmm. So on, a, on my way, because they were going for a preseason like, tournament, mm-hmm. and they already planned everything. I was not included, of, yeah. obviously. I, was, I just came by. So it's like you go home and then come back, and then we'll see how things will go. So they had to drop me off on their way to where they are going. So they dropped me off. And then this is why I say it was God. So they dropped me off. You know, I was just getting ready to just get a get a bus and go back home. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the team bus come back again. It's like, hey, let's go. Really? Yeah. They that's, turned around? They turned around and came back. <laughs> uh-huh. And they said, hey, let's go. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I went with them throughout the whole, you know, trip. We had, we played like, Two games, I think. Mm-hmm. But I didn't play the first game. I played in the last game. And I think I had an assist. It was really nice. So that was when they began to, you know, um, have more interest in signing me on the team. Yeah. Why did they come back? Did you ever ask? That's what I, that's why I say that it has been God from day one. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm still trying to figure out why did they turn back? Because mm-hmm. they already said I should go home. So why did they turn back? So I always say that my contract with Kotoko was was God sent. Gotcha. I mean, that is very interesting. Like yeah. just they drop you <laughs> off. You're about to leave and you just see the bus coming back. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how also too, like your career is like kickstarted or, or like really explodes from these tiny little moments like yeah. that. You know, yeah. it's, it's really, really crazy. And even like you said, like uh, it's so easy when you're in on trial to have one bad day and mm. be shown the door mm. or in that game to not get the assist. Yeah. And then would you be signed? You know, no. you don't know. So it's it's these tiny little moments that add yeah. up to a contract, to your career, to everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. And then they you obviously did well. And then they gave you the contract. Yeah. What was it like when they told you that you're gonna be signing that? And how well, old were you at this point? I was like 21, 22. 21, 22. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like 21, 22. Yeah. Bro, I don't know the joy, you know, the joy that I had. I was like, Thanking God, praising God. I was like, wow. Because I, I, I used to see all these players on TV. Mm-hmm. Like I used to watch their games on TV and, you know, stuff like that. So when I had the opportunity to be signed, it was like, wow. Like there was so much joy in me. And I think I missed one because that was not my first Premier League team that actually I went for a trial. Mm-hmm. I just remembered that. So prior to signing for Kotoko, I, I got invited as well. Because that season, I like, I don't know. I, I wish I had that season back on tape yeah. because I was I was so fast, so quick. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really good that season. And we played against a Premier League second side team. Mm-hmm. And that day was, I said, I don't know what God did to me, bro. That day I was flying. <laughs> a little, flying. little extra juice in your coffee. Extra like. juice. I was just <laughs> flying in their defense, yeah. taking them on, finishing, scoring. And then their coach, he was the coach of the first team, but he came to watch the game. Came to me, I was like, yo, we need you in our team. Mm-hmm. We really want you in our team. So the season was over. They were the first team that approached me. 
is called Liberty Professionals. Okay. And the coach was George Lamte. So he, you know, he invited me to the preseason. I was training with them. And then it was left with one person to make a decision on me. So um, we had a game in Tema. We played against a team called, I think, was it Tema Youth, I think. Mm -hmm. And so after the game, the person that was supposed to make the decision was not really feeling, feeling it like that. It was kind of like, mm, do we sign him? Nah. So he was kind of like pushing it back. And then the Kotoko one came in. So I was like, gotcha. Kotoko is even bigger than, like, it's really bigger than your team. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. You know? So <laughs> mm -hmm. those little moments, those little, little moments. Mm -hmm. Got it. I didn't find it. Yeah, that's Gucci. Gucci's <laughs> saying Gucci, hi. Gucci, we got hi. Levi sitting out here. Gucci's <laughs> coming in. No, I mean it's that's really cool. But like, I I, I think oh, it was a couple of videos ago. I was like four or five videos ago yeah. where I was talking about signing a pro contract, and like I was saying that it's not just like oh you come in, are you good enough? Boom, here you are. Let's sign a contract. Mm. It's like steps yeah. and all these steps have yeah. to be approved for you to get that yeah. contract yeah like even to get approved for a trial is a step yeah your agent talking to the coach mm. the coach liking you yeah needing the position if there's if they have four strikers they're not going to sign you yeah and then it's the okay the coach wants you is there the budget is there housing is the the front office staff are they going to sign off yeah it's just like you have to have like all of these things be green lighted before yeah. you actually can put pen to paper. Yeah. So, and that was one of those experiences where the yeah. coach really wants you. Yeah. But for front office reasons or whatever the reasons are, it didn't work out. Yeah. The funny thing is like, I was so down. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what God was preparing for me. Like mm -hmm. I was so down when I didn't get that contract from, from Liberty Professionals. So I was like, this is my chance to make it to the premier league. And this team is closer to my school is in Accra. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I can literally blend everything and finish school. But the, the last man to make the decision said no. So in my head, I was like, Oh God, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what he was, he was preparing for me. So that is why I always say that everything that has happened in my life and in my career, I owe it to God because like sometimes when things happen now, it takes me back to what happened you know, five years ago, mm -hmm. I was expecting this. I didn't get it. And he gave me even a bigger one later yeah. on, you know? So. Yeah. 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 I've, I've had many moments that in my career where it's like, I'm so disappointed about not making a team or, or getting turned down. And then the same thing, all of a sudden something else comes up and you're like, Oh wow, this is like a crazy path. I didn't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. And it's taken me, I did not imagine to be in Germany. I did not imagine to go to New Zealand or whatever. Yeah. And it just popped up like that. Yeah. Um, that's very, very cool. And then, so how was that first season with Kotoko? Yeah, the first season, I had a debut. I scored. Um, I had a few games. I wasn't as a starter, obviously, because we had like a really good team, mm -hmm. like a very experienced, you know, team that plays in African Champions League, players that have played in Europe and stuff. So I, I knew that I was not going to be a starter, mm -hmm. obviously, but I knew that, you know, I would get my chances here and there. So... It was it was a good experience for me in my first year. Mm -hmm. The struggle was with my second year. That was when I really like struggled because in my head I was like, okay, I've been here for a year. So now this time around, I'm 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 fit enough. I'm well enough. You know, I'm I'm matured enough to like to play to be a starter. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't happening like that too as well. So it was really tough for me in my in my second year in Kotoko. Mm -hmm. And then did you leave after that second year? Did you? Yeah. So in my second year, towards the end. Um, I got, um, 
there was a team called West African Football Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, they were interested in a, in in a loan deal, so um, I took that chance. Obviously, it wasn't it wasn't like a big club, but it was a place that would you know help me develop as a player. They've had like developed great, 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 great players in Ghana and even outside. You know, so mm-hmm. it was a good opportunity for me. So I left Kotoko to go on loan. Um, to West Africa Football Academy. Were they in the same league? Yeah, they were in okay. the same league. They were in the same league. Mm-hmm. And then, how was that loan spell? Yeah, I learned a lot from yeah. there because everything they did there was was more like advanced because they had like their own facility, they had training pitches, they had their own gym, like they had everything in place, you mm-hmm. know, because it was handled by Feyenoord and then um, one of the Red Bull, they had that you know, um, uh, connection. So the, everything there was professional. That's cool. Yeah. I learned a lot from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you bummed at all? Like that you weren't with Cote Cole and you were the smaller team or you, or did you just see it as like opportunity? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, you know, obviously I fell down a little bit, but as I went there and then I saw like young people like me, you know, mm-hmm. who have even traveled to like big clubs in Europe and back just training there was, was a big boost for me. It was, it was a learning phase for me to know that, hey, if I do well, I can also get out there, you know. So I took it as an opportunity for me. And looking back at how my life has been, when I've lost something small and then I've got something big, mm-hmm. I knew that, hey, God is still at work. <laughs> mm-hmm. How long were you with West African Yeah, so I, I, it was a loan. It was a loan deal. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really with them for long. It was just till the end of the season. Yeah. And did you re-sign with Kotoko or so, because I had I already had an one more year contract with Kotoko. Okay. So even after the loan spell, I mm-hmm. had to go back to Kotoko. Gotcha. Yeah. And third year was the third year better than the second year? <laughs> so the third year is when I traveled. Okay. Yeah, it was when I traveled. Um and I I, I came to um DC mm-hmm. to trial with DC United and uh, to see what was What's up, what was up for me mm-hmm. <laughs> outside Ghana? Yeah. You know? So I came, I traveled with DC, you know, with the help of my family, obviously. Um, it didn't go as planned. You know, in my head, I was like, no, I have to sign this contract because I need this contract. Mm-hmm. But, you know, coaches see things differently. And I, I, I always say that everything happens, you know, for a reason. Yeah, but there's so many things that I learned, you know, during my trial with, you know, DC United. Mm-hmm. What was one of the things that you learned? Uh, one thing that I learned was that um, you have to be dynamic mm-hmm. in accepting where the coach actually wants to use you. Because I remember I was doing well, to be honest. I played well. Like everybody knew that I could play in that level. But the coach asked me that, hey, can you play in attacking mid? But as... As a, I don't know how to say it, as immature as I was, yeah. I was like, nope, I'm a striker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm a striker. And then I don't know if I can, I don't think I can play in the middle. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I came in as a striker. And then he said, oh, okay. So I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't get signed. Mm-hmm. Because if I said yes, maybe it would have been a different story. Maybe they were looking for a midfielder instead of a striker. Maybe they had, more strikers. Maybe they saw something that was I was doing that could fit their midfield. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was one thing that I really learned. That hey, 
if a coach asks me, can you play here? My question is, is that where you want to use me? Yeah. Okay, put me there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. then we just move forward. I, I loved it when coaches asked me that, like if I could play a different position, because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'll, I just say up front, like, oh no, I play right wing, but I can play there. I can go there. I can, you can try me out there. Um, and we can see because then you have no pressure of like, yeah. oh yeah, any mistake you make, you're like, I don't, this is not my position. Yeah. And then, so like I tell younger players, like whether it's a trial or whether you're on a team, the most important thing is just to get on the field and play. Mm -hmm. If it, whatever it is, just play, get on the field. If you're attacking mid left back, whatever they'll, they can see your skills and see that if you're a good yeah. player all around, they know in the back of your head, oh yeah, this guy, Elvis, he's a striker. I just want to see what he looks like in the attacking mid spot. Yeah. And then if you're on the field playing, you never know what can happen, you know? Yeah. So that's one thing that I, I learned in that process that, hey, when a coach sees you better at a position and he wants to try you there, mm -hmm. just be open-minded and let him try you. You'll never know. Who set up that, uh, that trial in D.C.? Yeah. So there was this agent um, that I knew through, you know, my family. Mm -hmm. And then he, he contacted um, this, this man called... Um, Got his name. <laughs> yeah, this, his name, that's Bill, Bill Hamid's father. Uh -huh. Yeah, his dad. You know, he contacted one of the coaches and then they organized that trial. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And at this point, did you have family in D.C. already? Yeah, at that point, yeah, because my, my, my dad had already relocated here some years ago. So okay. it was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's nice. That worked yeah. out pretty well. Um, well, not really, because they needed a sign there. But, <laughs> but <laughs> so never mind. Yeah. Um. So after the trial, did you go back to Kotoko or did you go back to Africa? Yeah. So after the trial, it didn't work out. And then I was he I was still trying to see if I could get another team to sign on, but um, it wasn't working in the MLS in in uh in the USL mm -hmm. anywhere anywhere mm -hmm. you know. So I had this trial with uh, Jacksonville. Armada? Armada. Yeah, when they, yeah, yeah. When they came in, yeah. I went there, trained. That's the coach of Indy right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it didn't work out as well. So, and then I went, I went on a few combines. I went to North Carolina FC. Um, it didn't work out. I went to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't work out. So that was when I was like, okay, maybe it's not here. <laughs> maybe it's not in the US. So I got arranged to go back home and play with another you know, Ghana Premier League team called um, Karela United. Mm -hmm. So everything was settled. Um, I had this manager who was helping me out in those, in these moments. His name is Michael. So he was helping me out, you know, to go back home, restart and just play and see what happens. So everything was settled until there was a, a uh, like a, a problem back home where the league in Ghana was suspended because of some corruption issues so i couldn't go back so i had to stay <laughs> you know so i had to stay and then that was when my contract with kotoko you know ended gotcha how yeah. are you feeling at this point because you've been now like you didn't get like the to really pan out it with kotoko you had to go on a whole bunch of trials dc didn't work out jacksonville armada all this stuff it's like it's honestly kind of like you know fail 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 were you feeling really down? Were you feeling like, oh, you know, God's got this plan for me? Like, what were you, what was your mindset? Yeah, like, at that point, the the human nature and then the fleshy nature began to, you know, set in. Like, mm -hmm. is this really going to work? Is this soccer? 
I mean, in those moments, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to say it was easy. It was not easy at all. Like, you know, looking at the level that I played back home mm -hmm. and coming here and not even making it to a USL team was like very, very depressing for me. It was a very big, you know, um, tough moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to toughen up with the help, obviously with the help of family to console and stuff. God played a major role in these moments. And I found myself more in those moments. One thing that I learned was that during my career path, I loved God. I, you know, I was going to church and all that, but, you know, I realized that I was seeking God because of what I wanted from him, mm -hmm. you know, but in those moments, I realized that I just needed God for my normal life. It's not even about soccer, you know, mm -hmm. for my general life. So in those moments, that was when I really found, you know, God really well in my life and realized that, hey, if God does it for me, amen. But if he doesn't, it's his own, you know, he, he has a plan, mm -hmm. you know, but it wasn't easy coming to that understanding. It, was, yeah. it wasn't easy at all. So you learned to like not like ask as much and just like, like almost accept like whatever <laughs> whatever um, he gives me because he he knows more he sees better mm -hmm. you know not how i see things but how he sees things awesome and so did that like kind of like learning that mindset did that put you like at ease for the next trials that came up yeah to be honest it it just kind of blossomed real quick because right when i was looking for something then europe came up mm -hmm. then czech republic came up then cyprus came up Mm -hmm. So right when I found, you know, that moment, it started coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, oh, there's a bug. <laughs> He's finding a bug? Yeah, he saw a bug. He's just trying to find it now. It's right there. Go get it. Go get it. Go get out of here. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. I mean, it is, it is kind of funny. It's like you're in this moment and you're like, I've always found that when I've gone on trials and it didn't work, then I, and I get cut or whatever. I put extra pressure on the next one and then I start overthinking and, I, and it's like I keep on going down, down, down mentally. Yeah. And then after four or five trials, this one, I'm like, I need this to work. I need it to work. Yeah. And like you said, the moment you kind of take a step back and like, there's always another team. There's always other opportunities out there. I'll find my way. I just got to keep on doing what I can control, training, working yeah. hard, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you get an opportunity and boom, you sign the contract. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so Europe, how did Europe pop up for you? Yeah. So and you've named a few different countries. This is, <laughs> I only knew about Czech Republic. I didn't know about Cyprus or all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. So um, it was like a, a Premier League club. They, they, their league is kind of different. They mm -hmm. have like in Cyprus, they have like uh, two different places. You know where Apo Nicosia and stuff? Apo Nicosia, Apo. I forgot the names, but they play in Champions League and stuff. Yeah. But the other Cyprus. They are also a different Cyprus. That is where I went. Okay. So, I mean, I try out. Is it like a different island? Yeah, I think it's the same. It's the same place, but then it's kind of divided. I don't know what it is. Okay. What the reason is, but it's kind of like a divided area, mm -hmm. you know. So, I went there, tried, um, didn't sign, <laughs> came back, and then I, the Czech Republic came in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did the Czech Republic come in? And and then also Cyprus. I mean, you went all the way over to Europe now yeah. on a trial and it yeah. didn't work out. Yeah. Mentally, are you better now because you've you've learned yeah. to accept everything or like, how are you feeling? Yeah. To be honest, the Cyprus one was not 
depressing at all. Like I was just because of the mindset shift. Yeah, I was just normal mm-hmm. with the Cyprus. Whatever happened, I wasn't really like you know curious to sign. Oh, I have to sign this contract like before. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like normal because of the understanding that I that came in. Like okay, hey, whatever happens, you know, if you have your trust in God, He has a plan, and so just take it that way. It wasn't too much pressure. Ooh. The cats, this podcast has been crazy. <laughs> um, and, and I think, I mean, that's good because it's like, it's it's hard not to feel like a failure when you don't get accepted for a trial. Yeah. But like we've talked about, it's there's so many things that need to go the right way, mm-hmm. whether that's the budget of the team, whether that's you know, yeah, the amount of like foreigners they yeah. have. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's, Levi, is, can is you it, get down? Is it looking for the pub? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I mean, so again, so it's like, it's not working out, but it's better now that you got this mindset of like, okay, I'm, it's not going to affect me. I'm just going to keep on working, keep plugging away. And how did Czech Republic come from Cyprus? Was it from Cyprus or was it from an agent? Yeah. So the good thing is when I went to Cyprus, the agent that took me to Cyprus also knew another agent who was in Czech Republic, who also worked in Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. So right when I came back, they, they used to work together. He also connected him to me and then. The, the Czech Republic came in. Gotcha. And what city was this in the Czech Republic? Uh, I was in uh, Bruno. 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 Yeah. Okay. I've been to Prague, Prague yeah. but I've, that's it. Just real quick for like <laughs> three days. That was it. Um, yeah. How was that? Yeah, that was. So with them, I signed. Mm. It worked out. By God's grace, it worked out. And then the season was about to end. So it was like a half, you know, half year mm-hmm. with them but it was it was a good experience for me um their league is top level mm-hmm. you know very aggressive um very intense yeah their mentality is is like playing in a championship in 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 the, in EPL mm-hmm. it's very clustered very a little bit of technique but mostly aggressive so it was it was a good you know learning phase good experience for me mm-hmm. in Czech as well and then, so now, I mean, over the last like 12 months at this point, you've played in Africa, you've played with teams in the United States, ranging from MLS down to USL, and now Cyprus, and then also Czech, Czech Republic. Republic. Yeah. What, like, is there a difference of the style? Like, you kind of already talked about it with Czech Republic, but is yeah. there more of differences that you noticed? Or was it all at the end of the day, was it like football's football? Or did each country like have a different way of style of play? Like, how was that? Yeah. Um, Every continent or every um, country that I played had, mm-hmm. you know, their own different form of how they approach games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like back home, how we approach games is not the same as how we approach games in the USL. And in in Europe, Czech Republic, how they approach games is not the same as how we approach games in the USL. What's the difference between Africa and, and here? Um, Africa, the difference is we don't, you know, they don't give you many details as much. Like tactically? Like tactically, yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't give many details as much. But here you get more details on each player scouting and, and all those stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's one of the difference. And technically and, you know, and physically wise, back home is very, very aggressive very fast everyone is fast <laughs> even the goalie <laughs> everyone is fast and so it's kind of like 
you have to think quick. Mm-hmm. Like you don't mm-hmm. have time at all. I know we don't have time here sometimes in games, but you know, it's, it's a tactical game here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're not supposed to press and you press, the other team will counter through your press or the other team will use your lapses to get you. Mm-hmm. But back home, it's not much of technical. It's much more of work. They will gotcha. just outwork you and finish you up. <laughs> and then how, and then you said Croatia was very aggressive. Uh, Czech Republic. Or sorry, yeah, Czech, Czech Republic. Yeah. So they were they were very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like in, in that division. Yeah. In that particular division, it was very it was an aggressive, you know, game every time. Mm-hmm. Every game was a final because everybody wants to get promoted. Mm-hmm. So that that was the kind of feeling I was getting from Czech Republic. The okay. ball could hang in the air for like boom, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those stuff. Gotcha. That's that's cool. And then so you uh I was playing like European football at this point because I mean it, it, this team it, was it in the the third, like the third, top third division SK Leeson SK Leeson SK Leeson okay yeah, it and so division. I mean like when you're playing lower leagues Europe like I've played lower leagues over in Germany mm. it's it's a grind like like you kind of mentioned it's a lot of times it's not the most skilled but like it's guys that they, with promotion relegation yeah. grinding competing doing all this stuff it's gritty and like you said like on the ball kind of going bing bing bing. <laughs> It's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, but like, it was, did you enjoy it, or what were your yeah, thoughts was, about it? It was it was. I mean, the beginning, I was like, this is not football. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like, as a forward, right? You want to be able to see the ball and you know get a touch, run into space, get it finished. Mm-hmm. But you know, now it's like, as a forward, you have to just find a way to score. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have to like be waiting till you get the ball from your midfielders or you know, from the defense, you just got to be grinding to get the goal. Mm-hmm. Like you can basically go get the ball from the wide area, just try to dribble and try to finish by yourself. You know, like you said, you know, technical wise was not high. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just hard work, hard work, running hard work and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then did you want to resign there after that season or, or what were you looking to do afterwards? Yeah, after that season, um, I, obviously I was looking forward to resign. So I had to come back to the U.S. because the season was over and go back. Mm-hmm. But when I came in, um, um, during my time in uh, D.C. United, I, I met Ryan, Ryan Martin, mm-hmm. and then um, Nate, Nate Kish. Yeah, they were, they were also with the D.C. United Academy. So I had a good relationship with them. So when I came back and they realized that I was back, hey, they were like, oh, DC United has a new team, a USL team, which is Loudoun mm-hmm. United. So would you be interested? Would you mind? And at that point, I was like, okay, I've, I'm a little settled here in the US and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me just give you know that one a shot. And that was when I signed with Loudoun United. So my, my idea was to go back, but when I got that one, I felt like, that would be more, you know, settling for me. Because mm-hmm. it's like you got family in the yeah. area, you know, and everything. Um, and what year did you sign with Loudon? Um, I signed with Loudon in 2019 because the time I came back, the season had already like started. They okay. already kicked off so late, very late 2019. And it's hard too because when you go from like Europe to America and the different seasons and everything, yeah. like people, like I always get asked, like in, in our off season, like, oh, you should go sign with a European team or something. Try to that. Like, well, it's December. It's know, mid season right? in Europe. They're already in the middle. Because so. you, so you finished season in probably like May or June. Yeah. And then you came over to Loudon. Is that when you signed like mid season like that, or was it earlier? Yeah. So 
because of the visa I had, I had to come back and go back. Mm. But it was towards the end of the season in Czech Republic. So when I came back, that was when Nate and then Ryan, you know, approached me with that. And I was like, do I go back or mm -hmm. <laughs> do I stay? So that's when I stayed. Gotcha. Um, how was your experience with Loudon? Yeah, the first year was good. They had a, you know, they had a good team, a lot of good players in the first year. And then in the second year, obviously COVID season, <laughs> you know, uh, most of the players left and then it was also a new team with a young team. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was more of a, a developing, you know, team that had very, very young players, but really good. Did you, when you signed with Loudon, did you sign like the rest of that season and the next year or was it just a one year deal? Yeah. So I, I, I signed to the end and then I re-signed with them for the 2020 season. Mm -hmm. And then with, when you were with, Kotoko, even back then, did you sign like the three-year deal? Yeah, with the Kotoko was a three-year. Okay, three -year so you deal. signed the three-year deal, and then after that, was it all just one year, one year, one year? Yeah, after much? that, it's been like a one year, one year, one year. Because mm -hmm. that's a hard thing too with like, you know, w the level that we're at or below where we're at. Mm. It's a lot of nine-month contracts. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard because you have to get into a completely new team, new coach, new setup, yeah. and find success early to prove yourself. And if you don't, then it's like, okay, you find are. another one. Yeah. And you can get in that cycle of like yeah. trialing and going all around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's good. So you had a good year with Loudon then to resign yeah. for that second year. Yeah. But COVID year was always yeah. tough. It was COVID year was was a tough one. Yeah. It was really tough. But it sounds yeah. like you had a lot of family in the area, which must have been nice. Yeah. I mean, have you know, I had family around that area and even friends around that area. So it was it was pretty good for me. Uh, my first year, you know, towards the end, I I came in, scored on my debut. Like, it was it was it was good. And in twenty twenty, obviously, everybody was hit by COVID, so the season was not, you know, like how it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You had to play. I had to play hard for like seven times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even in in that moment, I was still by God's grace, I was still able to get some good numbers. That mm -hmm. was when I then moved to um rgv mm -hmm. in 2021 and how did that move come about how, was that because you wanted it did your agent just set you up were you out of contract and you're mm. kind of desperate or, or what happened yeah so with after the covid season already obviously i had let's say played with Loudon for one and a half years so i was looking for something new mm -hmm. you know and then you know um rgv showed interest you know because i i had not a the best of seasons, but I, I had a decent season. I scored like, I think six or seven goals playing sometimes as a midfielder, as a 10 mm -hmm. and then as a nine as well. So, so you learn to, to play that attacking mid position. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't want to make that mistake again yeah. after that one. But yeah. So I signed with um, RGV through an agent. Mm -hmm. um, did you, like moving to again to a new place where you was that exciting at this point or were you sad more to leave like your family in the dc area yeah um in the beginning it was it was kind of you know tough but then you know as time went by you know that hey this is work and mm -hmm. this is what i want this is what i've been looking for you know for a while now so it was like in the beginning it was tough but you know Everybody kind of understood the job and mm -hmm. not just me, my family understood that, hey, he had to do, I mean, I have to do what I have to do. 
So moving to a new place, Texas, I've never been there. It was it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And it's it's interesting too because you know everywhere that you go is just so different obviously yeah with cities that you go and it's really yeah. cool as a footballer that you could experience so much yeah and see so much but like it's just funny to go from like one year you're czech republic mm-hmm. then boom now you're in dc and then boom now you're in a tiny you know mcallen texas yeah it's just such <laughs> different like li- like cities and places to live yeah yeah it's it's i always say it's kind of like good experiences mm-hmm. not easy moving obviously but good experiences that you get you know meet you know different people how mm-hmm. how they they do things and stuff like i realized that macallan has a lot of like um you know spanish mm-hmm. you know vibe next to mexico mm-hmm. you know so it was it was pretty good it was pretty good yeah it was a good experience were you was it 2021 where i when we played you with fc no 2020 yeah wait was it with that game when we came in with FC Tulsa and the hurricane had came just before the game and there was mosquitoes like everywhere. Was it twenty twenty one? I think it is either twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. I can't Maybe remember. Maybe it was twenty twenty. Yeah. 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 And then the other time, I think in twenty twenty as well, we played and we finished the game at like three AM because of lightning. Yeah. The the lightning when it happens there is pretty bad. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and how did that season like go for you, like individually? Yeah, individually, I think it was it was one of my good seasons that I've had in my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously there were injuries that took me out for like eight games mm-hmm. streak. But what was it? Um, so I think I got injured when we we're playing against San Antonio. Uh-huh. Um, in San Antonio, um, I broke a little bone around my ankle, so mm-hmm. I was out for like um, eight games. But then after that. Every, every, everything was really good. Mm-hmm. Everything was really good. I got some goals, some assists, and, you know, the team made it to the um, the playoffs, mm-hmm. beat Phoenix, made it to the semis and lost. So it was, it was a good year for me. Yeah, I was watching that game when you guys beat Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That was a good game. That was a, that was a tough one. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys grinded out that yeah, win. Yeah, it, it, it was a tough one. Yeah. Um, did you, and then after the year again, after the season, it's like again, you were on a one-year deal. Yeah, and then you had another move mm-hmm. for twenty twenty-two. Yeah, what happened with that off-season? Yeah, so that off-season, obviously, you know, after every season, there's, there's, you know, there's things that go behind, go on behind the scenes that, you know, obviously people don't really know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, after the season, I had a good season. You know, RGB wanted you know me back and stuff, but um, at the end of the day, like when there's no agreement. Um, uh, between the player, the agent, the coaches, and the team and the club and stuff, it's it's just hard to come into a final decision and say, okay, you stay. Mm-hmm. But when the player does well and there are other officers on the table and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that, you have to now sit down, not just you, like family, parents, you know, make a good decision and see where is best. And obviously consult God <laughs> to mm-hmm. find out what is actually good for you, what is better for you. So that was kind of what happened in the off season with um, RGB. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, it's it's people, I think, on the outside that don't understand football or professional football or how the business works. They have a very oversimplified idea of how it goes in the offseason of signing a contract. They kind of only assume money 
or just going to like, you know, a better team. But there's like also like the city, if it's right for your family. Money obviously is, is an important part yeah. too, but like there's so many other factors and variables, even the coach. Do you vibe with the coach? Are you feeling the coach? Like you, you like his tactics that he's talking yeah. about with you. Yeah. Sometimes like coaches will ask other teammates and players who have played with you if you, you know, are a nice guy, yeah. if you can fit with the locker room. And there's just so many things that go into it and making a decision. It's like, you have to really, like you say, weigh all the pros and cons and all the options. Yeah. And so that's happened in that off season. Yeah. And uh, where did you sign for 2022? So 2022, I signed with uh, Colorado mm-hmm. um, Switchbacks um, for the 2022 season. And uh, in that, again, another huge difference. McAllen, yeah. Texas now to Colorado Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Another huge, you know, um, big move for me because I, um, I knew Brandon. Mm-hmm. He was one of the um, coaches for Philadelphia Union. I didn't mention that I went to trial over there. <laughs> That's the thing too on these. Like we, but sometimes we, I even forget. I mean, we only talk like for these podcasts are like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, but like you, there's so many other trials and stuff that happens that you can't talk about everything. Yeah. So you went to another trial in Philadelphia yeah, Union. You met Brendan. Yeah. That's when I met Brendan. So we already, he already knew me. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was interested and then we just had a good conversation and then that was it. Mm-hmm. And signed there, and and I mean Colorado Springs. Uh, uh, this was was that their first year with the new stadium, or had they played in that the year before? Mm, I think the year before they played in that stadium. Yeah. Uh-huh. How was that experience playing with Colorado Springs? Yeah, it was it was really good because we had really good team. Yeah, like we had a very good team. Yeah, you guys very were good players. Pro- I thought the most dynamic team. Yeah. Last was, year, like yeah. or two years ago. What was this? Oh, you yeah, played for 2022. 2022, yeah. So, yeah, so last, last year. year. Yeah, we we had a really good team. And the experience was very nice. We made it to the final mm-hmm. in the in the in our conference. So I was a good it was a good experience, you know, playing with like good players, Michi, Haji, Cam, mm-hmm. and all these guys. It was it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just amazing. And then how was the weather though? Oh man, <laughs> yo! Because I'm, I'm assuming that, that that's probably I don't know. Maybe Czech Republic was cold, but was this the coldest place that you had lived? Yo, it was so cold. <laughs> it was really cold. Yeah, Colorado was really cold. Do you like the snow? Uh, I like it for like two hours, and then I wish it disappears after two hours, but it's impossible. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was it was nice. Yeah, but it was very cold. Yeah, it was always cold. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Colorado Springs is great setup, great yeah. organization. It yeah. just looked really good. And you got you had a really good season as well that year, I thought. Yeah, that season, oh, we had like uh, Michi, we had Haji, we had uh, Cam, we had an outback guy, Jimmy, and all these guys. It was, it was just nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just nice playing with like really good players. You know, it's just they make the came easy for you sometimes mm-hmm. like michi has the ball on the line it's like just get in the box he's getting it to you for sure yeah like, you know and haji obviously one of the best in the league you know it was it was very good yeah it's really good and then after that season um you made another move mm-hmm. and then to, to hartford <laughs> yeah. uh did you what was happened this off season how'd you end up here yeah like i said earlier on like so many things go on in the off season where like Sometimes it's even just change of coaches, you know, coaches moving here and there, like family wise, 
you know, obviously you want to be in a position where you're comfortable mentally, you know, to play and stuff like that. You know, in my head, obviously, I, I thought I was going back, you know. But in the offseason, so many things go on. Coaches move, players move, new takeovers, owners, you know, decisions that you have to make not just for yourself, but, you know, for your family and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, Tap came in as a new, you know, Hartford coach. He has a good relationship with Brendan. Um, um, Haji left, Michi left. You know, um, Colorado is looking to form another new, you know, dynamic forwards. And, you know, their decision was not just to let me go or stuff like that, but it was also how Hartford also needed to push for, you know, a player that they actually really want. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was all down, not 100% on me, but mostly on me to agree if I want to also make that move. And there were so many things I had to pray about it. I had to seek the face of God to see which is actually good, you know, for me and then the family as well. So agent brought it in, had a few conversations here and there. And then Brandon actually <laughs> left Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, um, Hartford would be a great fit, you know, for me as well. So mm -hmm. made that decision to come to Hartford. How was your transition into Hartford? Um, it was pretty easy because I'm closer to Hartford because I live in, in the DC area. So mm -hmm. it was not that much of a big, you know. Because it's like five hours? Yeah, it's like five, five and a half hours. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that much of a big, you know, struggle, you know, moving in. And and you started off, you know, with a with a great few games at the beginning and then ended up with a, a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, but you're back now. Mm -hmm. scored a penalty <laughs> call you pelvis <laughs> but uh how how have you been finding the games here scoring are you excited to be back like how's this this season been so far yeah i'm just grateful to god that i always say yeah um we started pretty you know rough in our first game you know and, and you know we i feel like our schedule has played a big like big 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 impact on our team mm -hmm. But then that's not a, it's not an excuse. Of course, we we played as at the time we played eight games. We had like six away games. Yeah, five in the West. <laughs> yeah, five. Yeah, so many times to so, the West Coast. You know, so it was it was a tough you know moment for us. And then I got injured, you know, against Charleston, mm -hmm. and then I had to stay out the game for a while. And it was tough, you know. And then I, the team was not really getting the result that we actually deserved, mm -hmm. you know, even in the games, you know, so many ups and downs. But um, thank God we are back on our feet. We won the game and, you know, it's a good feeling mm -hmm. to be back. I'm grateful for that. Got a big game in two days against Sacramento. Mm -hmm. be tough. They're a really good side. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, now we're just in the thick of the season. So that brings us up to, uh, to today. Yeah. Now, before we end, I always have a few questions to like sum up your career and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, the first is, is what do you think is the absolute best moment of your career? Like we talk about the highs and lows, the mm. highest high of your career. The highest, highest of my career. Uh, uh, I would say like, 
what when I signed for Kotoko, mm -hmm. I think because I was so young, like it was a, such a big deal for me um, back home mm -hmm. because I was so, so young and like I had not tasted like professional Premier League environment. So I think that was really like a, a big moment, you know, for me in my career. Um, I could say that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always cool too to, to basically be signing with a league that you've been watching on TV. Yeah. It means a lot, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot versus like even, I mean, it's really exciting to go abroad and play in different mm. countries, but yeah. most likely you didn't grow up watching the USL championship, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side, what do you think has been the absolute lowest low of your career? Oh, lowest low. I mean, injuries, but I'm trying to think which, which one that took me off. It's usually always an injury. <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard. Yeah. Um, I would say um, when I got injured in RGV, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a tough moment for me because that was my longest term staying out of the game mm -hmm. through injury. So it was a very difficult moment for me. And also the fact that I was really doing well when I was playing, you know, to be out mm -hmm. for like eight weeks to nine weeks was, was, a, was a really tough moment for me. What did you do during that time to help you mentally? <sighs> mentally, like, um, obviously I had family supporting, but then I will always go to God for questions. I will always go to God for answers that, I was not getting from anyone, you mm -hmm. know, and I always try to pray, read my Bible and seek the face of God in those moments um, of my life. Mm -hmm. It's funny too. I think when you go through those, like in the moment, it feels like so terrible and it goes on forever. But then when you look back at your whole career, yeah. like it, it's just a really quick moment, yeah. you know? And so a lot of times when I get injured, I, I always think that like it fast forward three years from now, it's going to be a really quick moment again. And so, I mean, because you said it was eight weeks. Yeah. That's not, you know, eight weeks goes by pretty quick. Yeah. In the long span of your yeah. career. And I, and I feel like the reason why it was long is because I was doing so well in the mm -hmm. beginning of the season, like scoring every game and then boom, mm -hmm. it's like a big, you know, setback. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Um, and then the final question that I have is, is basically what piece of advice would you give to younger Elvis? And when would you go back? Like if you had a time machine, mm. when would you go back? Mm. And what period would you go to? How old would younger Elvis be? And what would you tell younger Elvis? Mm. Uh, when would I go back? <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would go back to when I had a shot with an MLS club. Um, what Philadelphia I, Union or DC United? DC, DC United. Okay. Um, I think... One thing I'll tell myself, not even because I've always been a hard working person, um, but one thing that I, like I said earlier, one thing that I would tell, you know, the younger Elvis is, you know, recognize opportunities and make use of them. You know, recognizing that opportunity and making like use of them, not taking any chance at all, thinking, oh, maybe next time I might get a chance. Mm -hmm. that that is what i'll tell myself mm -hmm. i like that like yeah. it's take every little moment like yeah. very seriously because yeah. you don't know you don't know that's your last opportunity maybe 
yeah. ever since I've not gotten any MLS shots. Yeah, so yeah. That is that is the biggest advice I'll give myself. Yeah, I really like that. And then anything else that you want to say to the podcast? Anything, any story we didn't cover? Anything that you like really are like, oh, I want to talk about this. Oh, I think we we covered everything. Um, all I I'm, all I'll say is, hey, faith is very important in you know everybody's life. And then if you're going through any tough moments, like how Matt Sheldon has always been talking about, like how anybody who is a pro will come here and talk about their lowest moments. Try to find faith in God. Yeah, believe in Jesus. And I know that he will direct your path in a way where you will look back and like how Matt said, it will be like a flash. <laughs> you look back at it and be like, wow. You know, so just have faith in God, keep working hard and stay focused. Love that. Because obviously, you know, your religion has had such a positive impact on your on your life and your yeah. career. Yeah. So that's great to hear. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Elvis. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot. And I'm excited for tomorrow to maybe find you, meet you, whatever. <laughs> oh, man, it's always a pleasure. It was an honor to come to the um, the the house and then the studios of you know the legend, <laughs> the legend, Mark Sheldon. All right, well, thank you so much. Bro.